Are you an Ummer or an Emma? Emma? Yeah. What's that one? Some countries um and some countries em. Really? Yeah. Um, um. Your um, yeah. Europeans em, I've noticed. They em a lot. Em. Em. Is it just an accent thing? Or? I think it's an accent thing. But I mean, yeah, all, yeah. What do you do? Oh, I, I might even arm. I may even be an ARM. Is there a person that just does silence? Power to that person <laughs> who can just have the confidence to take a breath to figure out what they're going to say next. They could just leave the person in the lurk. Just, yeah. That it, whole time. I don't know exactly what I'm going to say. So I will, instead of saying um or ah uh or u uh or m, just not say anything. Yeah. That's inc- that's not me. That's it is confidence, but it's it's also strange, um, because I think um is yeah okay cool it's a speech impediment is that a speech impediment yeah I think we're all impaired yeah but it allows the other person to know okay cool this guy's thinking mm. I shouldn't interrupt that's true it's like a um, doorstop should we should we try yeah. What? How? How, how is it a door? Well, yeah. I mean, it stops the door. <laughs> you so, don't be so quick to agree. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and I, I just had my little like, automatic. Well, it keeps the door open. You know, if you want to keep a door open, you got a little doorstop there. Oh yeah, it keeps True. your door to the conversation. It keeps my side of the conversation open, so yeah. you can't interrupt me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I've got some. Um, I've got some notes. I didn't. I didn't come up with as much this week. Okay. So I've got the Splendor lineup conspiracy. That's fine. So it's a conspiracy Ooh, I've come okay. up with about the Splendor in the Grass lineup. All right. Um, the personality test. I don't, I don't want to say conspiracy, but maybe my doubts about personality tests. And then just my uh, my hot take on tracksuit pants. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> which one do you want to do first? Well, do you do you have anything you want to tell me? Or Yeah. Okay. We're all living in a locked room. That's really deep, Hunter. Let's <laughs> unpack that. Uh, okay. So it comes from a quote from a show called True Detective. Mm. Uh, if you haven't seen it, do go see it. If you're not 18, probably don't see it because there's a boob mm. or two in it. Mm. Anyways, uh, so I'll I'll read the quote. To realize that all your life you know all your love, all your hate, all your memory, and all your pain. It was all the same thing. It was all the same dream. A dream that you had inside a locked room. A dream about being a person. Uh, This idea of our experience just all being in this room and it's just all a dream. It's just all an amalgamation of... I I don't... I feel like you could ponder, like, you could ask the question of that statement. Could you say, is that deep or dumb? Because on one hand, he's saying, you know, everything that you experienced culminates. I, it, like, let me know if, you, if I'm not hitting this right. It was like all our experiences culminate together to become your life. And that's what it is. And you're, you solely experience that in this kind of, locked room analogy mm. and and the locked room is like your perspective no one else can come into your perspective really and see it mm. i think that's kind of deep but i don't understand maybe you could help me i don't understand why it, all our memories and emotions good or bad i don't understand why they're the same thing why is that why they're the same it was all the same dream it's all the same dream okay it was all part of it <clears throat> yeah um okay it was because dreams are what are they was well, saying saying our experience is a dream is almost should we just reduce it to uh neurons just firing in in the brain mm. should we just reduce uh life to neurons firing in the brain mm. um vibrations that make up everything yeah 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 it seems like a bit of a grim way 
of thinking about it. Mm. Why is that grim? Why is it to... Or is it grim? I guess to... It's kind of... The part that makes me feel a little bit existential is the... I guess the, the idea of looking back at everything that's happened in your life after the fact, you know, after the fact that it's all over mm. and realizing it's all just contained in that that event. Mm. That's what makes me sad when I think about that line. Right. It's just reductive. Mm. The part of me that questions, is it deep or, or is it just dumb? Is, is this just another way of saying everything that happens in your life is your life. <laughs> is that yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. It's just like, well, yeah, duh. It's, <laughs> it is, yeah, it's happened. Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the point? Mm. Well, the point's to get buzzy, isn't it? Let's get, let's get buzzy about it. Let's get straight up buzzy. Well, it reminds me a lot of that, um, that, that like, really important philosophy about the um i can't remember whose it was but it's old school um about the you've got a man in a cave and he's been there his whole life and he doesn't he sees these shadows have you heard this one he sees these shadows on the wall and he's trapped in this cage and he doesn't know what the shadows are and so he like his imagination um has to explain what those shadows are but um, uh, an adventurer comes into the cave and realize, sees the shadows and doesn't think anything of them because he knows that they're just the shadows of just the rocks in the cave. Ah. And so he has all this experience and he can explain because he knows so much more. He just knows it's the absence of light. Yeah, that's right. He, he knows because he's, you know, he's, he's kind of like the God character in this philo- philosophy. Whereas right. the person in the cage, in a sense, we're all in our own cage on earth. Mm. Like we can just experience what we know and our experiences and really nothing more than what we have. And no one else can know what we have fully either. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's like the philosophy of like, of, of I don't know, I want to say knowledge, like what can be known. Yeah. What what can be known? And, and also <clears throat> is a feeling of like finiteness that comes with it. Because I know, yeah, I've experienced some rich stuff, but I'm the only person that has experienced being born in 91, being born in South Africa, gone to New Zealand, in the specific area that I that I am with the spe- like specific um, attributes that I have. Uh, the Everyone's experience is so unique. Maybe some people's a lot more unique than others, but the f- the very fact that we can't, I mean, not to our knowledge, we can't live more than one life, mm. you know. And so it, ma- it makes you wonder what lives out there. It's almost like a lust for life that you're like, man, I wonder what it's like experiencing someone else's life. Mm. That would be cool. Or just, or just a day... In their life, and their thinking, and their yeah. Have you seen in their locked room? Have you seen the movie? Um, wait, have you seen the movie Inside John Malkovich? I have. Uh, when I was eighteen, because that's like a is that like a parody on Narnia, where he like finds this portal in his house <laughs> that just takes him inside. <laughs> I don't quite Malkovich. follow it. I know. I don't know. Instead of like going to this mystical place, he just becomes John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so good. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch that one. All right, how should we start then, H? How should we start? Um, so, did you want to? Did you want to start one of your thoughts? Yeah, I'll start one of mine. Um, and okay, let's be clear. We can use some of that. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, oh, also, I'd like to do an apology, um, for our previous sponsors and renege on our. Affiliation with Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> yeah. Husk has uh, dropped us and... Husk has dropped us and Dollar Shave Club has dropped us. But we need a new sponsor now. Patreon. Patreon, if you're out there. You are out there. <laughs> um, welcome to Buzzy Thoughts. 
Josh, are you good? I am good. How are you, Hunro? Uh, I'm well. I'm happy. I'm content. That's good. I can tell you're a little nervous because my first buzzy thought is a little controversial. Okay. So what 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 makes you say I'm nervous? I, I feel nervous. Oh, okay. I'm nervous and I can And when I'm nervous, no, when you're nervous, I'm nervous. Yeah, I can sense that you're you're being empathetic about my nervousness. Because okay. you can tell I'm nervous about what I'm about to say. All right. Okay. So I've I've adopted a new way of life. Sure. I've made a new rule in my life. And you would know that if you have temptation in your life, you should remove it. If it's taking you down a route that you don't want to go. Yeah. I don't always do, but... Yeah, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. So I've made the decision and I've thrown away all of my tracksuit pants and comfortable pants. No way. So, like... And um, it's winter time. Yeah, trackies, my flannel, you know, flannel pajamas, anything. Anything with an elastic waist or, God forbid, elastic ankles, I've thrown them all away. Why? (laughs) Well... I reckon, have you ever heard of the phrase um, dress for success or like you are what you eat? Yeah. And it's like if you want to wear tracksuit pants for the day or for the morning or to bed or whatever, for that period in which you're wearing them, you're you're like a slobbish person. And for a long time I thought that was okay because you can be a slobbish person for 30 minutes, an hour, you know. Mm. You know, two hours on a weekend or whatever, and that's fine. Then you put your normal pants on and you're ready to go. You're in, you're back in. And I just realized that I would, I was having days off and I'd put my tracksuit pants on and they'd stay on all the whole day. All day. And that's not good. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. So I've, instead of showing some real self control, I just don't have them anymore. Well, that, I mean, that's probably the ultimate self-control. Of removing. You've controlled yourself in chucking them away. To the point. Of, so if I'm cold at home, I'll chuck on a pair of jeans. Dude, I don't have any trackies. You don't have any? So you're like me. No, no, but I really want to get some. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, me, me and Maddie have been talking about that um, for the last month. We need to go to Uniqlo right. and get some trackies. No. Uniqlo. Our new sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Uniqlo, where yeah, Hunro's just also convinced me to get new trackies as well. <laughs> no, don't. Don't get new trackies. Dude, but it's so uncomfortable. It's like being in jeans at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And you've got, and you're, you know, watching a show. You're cuddling up to, you know, mm. a loved one. Mm-hmm. You don't want jeans on. But how come, like. I do understand the reason why you did. Yeah, you want you get it. I I get it. Yeah. Uh, this morning, even you know, I was going to go out in uh, just like a little flannel um, jumper mm. it, from Lowe's. It's mm. it's like twenty dollars or something, and I didn't feel professional. I, I felt. What do you feel? You feel like a bit of a low life, or not? Sorry, that's probably. Because I don't want to offend, I don't want to alienate our our, our tracksuit wearing listeners, you know, to all you who are out there wearing track, even right now, listening in tracksuit pants. I don't want to make you feel like I, I don't like you. I do like you. I love you. I just don't want to be like you. <laughs> oh. no, 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 I'm joking. I, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. You're right. It's not a good feeling. You know what? The feeling's too good. It's too comfortable. And I, I asked myself the question, why... Like, how comfortable do I need to be? Yeah. And is, like, the pursuit of comfort... Because I'm quite happy to be comfortable and watch TV all day or whatever, you know. And I, I realise that being comfortable is, like, quite an issue for me. Like, that's, like, my greatest goal. That's keeping you from is just keep achieving... Me, keep me comfortable. Yeah, and I, I feel as though removing these super comfortable pants is part of that goal. Maybe it's just a period in your life. Period of my life. You'll, you'll come back to trackies. I'll come back, maybe. Eventually. Once I've achieved the things that I <laughs> hope to achieve in life. I'll, well, that's that's the greatest achievement of all then, isn't it? It's like there's the there's getting rid of the tracksuit pants to achieve what you want in life. Then there's achieving what you want in life. 
And then the ultimate goal at the end is getting your tracksuit pants back. <laughs> and you don't want to. I want to partake of the celebration before. I want to earn it. Yeah, that's right. I want to earn it. Okay. Earn Re- retirement, back. then you get your trackies back. That's right. All right. All right. I think it's about time that we make a uh, a public apology for a previous episode. Uh, what's that? You know what I mean. So a couple a couple of weeks ago, we sponsored the Dollar Shave Club. And we, we thought, and we told you that it was a dollar a month. It's not. It's not. How much did we find out it was? Well, I mean, it's starting from, I think, like $18 a month. That's, that's a, it should be called $18 Shave Club. No, yeah. Well, I think it's actually a dollar a day. A dollar sh- a Shave day? Club. Oh, my goodness. Which is um, pretty... I, I mean, I don't spend that much Me on shaving. Me, and I don't know anyone who spends that much on shaving. I mean, people do because the company exists. They must. But but we just want to apologize to her. And we, I called up the CEO of Dollar Shave Club recently and I said, hey, look, we can't peddle this business if it's called Dollar Shave Club and it costs $18 a month. And we pulled out. We pulled out our sponsorship. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's hurt financially. It's hurt us a lot. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I think for our integrity, it's definitely worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to apologize to the viewers for peddling yeah. a product that we ourselves don't believe in. Oh, one hundred percent. If you if you want to, you could do what I do when I shave. I bought uh, me and my wife. We bought butterfly razors, and uh, they're about twenty bucks each. And you can buy a hundred razor blades for ten bucks. And I haven't bought razor blades all year, maybe even for two years. All right. So it's it's quite do that. So that is the legit dollar shave club. That's the, it's like ten cents shave club, dude. Okay, that. guys, get on it. So this is our new sponsor. Is just my personal <laughs> shaving method. If you use Buzzy Thoughts Ten on Dollar Shave Club, we will personally reimburse you. That's right. Okay. That's all right. right. So um, yeah. All right. Enough of that. On to our next thought. Did you want to do another one again, or? Yeah, let's do another one. So I I, I have this um every year. I'll listen out for something that I think we all listen out for, which is the Splendor and the Grass lineup. You know, and I like I like live music and I like to go to these festivals. I think they're fun. Okay. And this year I was listening to um but I'm also I'm not I'm not super with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the lineup. Yeah, like I don't listen to a whole ton of, you know, fresh new music often, you know. Mm. Like I'm not pursuing what's new when I I don't I don't if I go to a party and there's music playing, everyone seems to know the song and I don't. I feel like I was earlier on when I was 15, 16, 17. Yeah. I knew what was happening. You were with it. And cool. and Yeah. I've never been with it. And yet, every single time the Splendor in the Grass lineup comes out, I'm like excited for almost every act. I'm like, oh, yeah, that act, that act, that act, that act. And I'm like, I look back in reflection and I thought, how do I even know who these acts are? And I realized that um, these are the acts that have been playing on Triple J all year, every single one of them. Mm. And I realized that what must be happening is it isn't just the fact, because I think Triple J is amazing. Wow, they've just got all the acts that they wanted to come. Uh, so they're uh, playing, who knows, this band, that band, that band, that band. They've offered them a Splendor in the Grass spot, and they've all said yes. That's awesome. Yeah. But I realized, hang on a second, that doesn't make sense. What must be happening is they book the shows like two years in advance. Then knowing that they will be there, they start playing their music. Is it is it run by Triple J? Yeah, yeah, it's playing on the grass. It's oh, run okay. by Triple J. And so they must. Uh, so all year they've just been promoting their festivals. So they so they get them cheap. I reckon. They, yeah. They create the the band that they are. Yes. And then, bam, sell the tickets. That's my conspiracy theory because I'll be like. Because Triple J, it's meant to be Aussie music. Mm. But they'll also play just about anyone. They'll play anyone. They'll almost play anyone. Oh, totally. But like just a few artists, a few random artists that don't seem too big from America, yeah. a couple that don't seem too big from you know, Britain. And then all of a sudden they're turning up for Splendor of the Grass. I'm like, gee, they're coming a long way. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh, have you heard that band? You know, yeah, the, exactly. The, oh, yeah. And I'm I like, heard them at 11 p.m. on... Triple J, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned it, I have heard them, and they're not really my taste at all. I don't know where I heard them from. So weird. But they must be cool because 
They're on Triple J. That's right. They're on Spilling the Grass, so they must be awesome. But this might not even be a conspiracy theory. This might just be a business model. This is a legitimate business model. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, you're uh, you're definitely onto something. Um, Okay, so I've got a question. Yes. For you, Josh. Joshua. Yes, my man. If you were stranded on another planet, you know, think about a a island. Mm Mm-hmm. But not an island, a planet. Okay. Stranded on a planet. And I'm there. And you're there. And you're the only being there. Okay. But you had a choice. Would you take a dog that you love? Mm-hmm. Or, and this dog would be with you until you die. Okay. Or someone that you don't really like. Ooh. Ooh. And, and let's not bring into... The, the chance of repopulating the, this planet. Sure. Let's, it's let's say she's barren. If it's a she yeah. or if it's a he, you, you're not into guys. Okay. Okay. Man, that's tough. Because mm, that's really tough. I Look, the, the answer, I know the answer is supposed to be obvious because the obvious answer is to take the dog no. You wouldn't say that's the obvious one? No. Because my problem with that is that I'm I'm look, this is, this could be shh, this could be a topic for another day, but I'm I'm actually not a dog person. Ah, okay. I'd actually I would I would say that you're a dog person. You would say that I am? Yeah. Well because I, I, I I've been living this lie my whole life. I don't want anyone to know that I don't like dogs that much. Like yeah. I like them a bit. If I'm at the party and there's a dog at the party and you're patting the dog and I'm patting the dog, you know, I'm enjoying that part. But I don't want to take it home and look after it. Mm. Oh, and what about that? What if I'm on the planet and, you know, I have to continue to, to take care of and feed this dog? No, well, he's autonomous. He, he can do everything himself? Yeah. Well, that's the only dog I've ever seen that can do that. This is like a one-of-a-kind <laughs> dog that does everything for itself. Yeah, maybe he's a hybrid, hybrid. of some sort. He's a dog person. That's my dream. <laughs> he's a dog person. He's a dog per. He's a half man, half dog. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, I thought you. S- okay, I thought you're meaning the dog himself is a dog person. Oh, like, right. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I just don't agree that you don't like dogs. I mean, I love dogs. That's what. That's what that conversation would be like with the dog person. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But so okay, okay. So say say it's not a dog. The okay. question is, an animal okay. that you love. Oh, okay. Do you love animals? I love animals. I just don't want to own one. You don't want to own one. Okay, no, but... Uh, uh, but I suppose we're just on a planet. Companion. We're on a planet where a companion... Well, then a dog would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but I don't have to look... So it's all, I don't have to look after it. No. Okay. And um, do you... When you interact with dogs, mm. say there's a dog, you know, golden lab, running through the door, meeting you, you know, with his paws yeah. on your stomach... You know, does that not bring you happiness? Or um, yeah, I'll like I'll pet the dog and I'll say, you know, I'll even say it's nice to meet you to the dog. Mm. But like, if the dog jumps up on me t- two times, I'm You're like, like no. I'm done. If the dog even like looks at me for too long, and is like, <laughs> please give me some food. Yeah, yeah. If the dog's like, look, like I'm gonna make more enemies here, but Staffies are a dog I can't stand. They just jump up on you. you what are know? what are staffies again? A staffy, a staffy. What is it like a Stafford Terrier? It's that they're the chunky dogs. Oh, okay. You would call them a slap dog. Even they're the dogs that you always like. Got you don't pat them, you slap them. Oh, okay. They got these they're big, dense. yeah, big wired faces. Very, very condensed. Thick cheeks, and they have to have to look directly at you. They can't look away and pant in your face, and the breath stinks. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just buffy, and I, you know, what are we talking? <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, the planet. Okay. So, so you'd take a person that you don't like over a dog? Yeah. What if I could become friends with this person? We could work together. Yeah, but they're a person that you don't really inherently think about. A person that you don't like. Okay. Who is that person? Out them. Out them? No, <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. Don't out them. But no, just the, okay. Yeah. The, the the type of person. Because I know you're a pretty likable guy, mm. and I know that you like humans. I love humans. Yeah. 
But there are some people that you just straight away, you feel in the core of you, you're like, I don't like this person. I really don't, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like them. If I was on a planet, just me and someone like, I'll use, look, I'll use a TV show or something like, um, someone like Sheldon Cooper, you mm. know, that he always bothers me. Very, very selfish character. I find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I would really struggle with that, but imagine the drama, you know, the, the back and forth, you know, you, you, you go, Oh, I could just grab mm. this rock and just kill this person. And they're probably thinking the same thing, but ooh, and no one, there's no police. No one makes the first move. And, who knows? Yeah. Because uh, if I'm on an island, or what is it, a planet? Planet. And there's no hope of me getting saved. Yeah. Right? In this hypothetical? No. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of drama would be good, even if it's bad drama. Really? Yeah, a little bit of You'd action. bad drama over just uh, bliss days with your dog? What if, I, what if I'm tempted to eat the dog? Well, there's other... other oh, yeah, true. There's no other animals. There's no other animals. It's just ah, the, the yeah. dog. I don't... I'd way rather be tempted to eat a person who I don't like than tempted to right. to eat a, a a blessed animal. Would you so spend all your years with this dog mm. and then right before you die mm. you could tell the dog, Look, mate, I haven't had meat in forty years. Um, I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah. Just die for me. Be my best friend, die for me, and uh, and I'll eat you, and then I'll die happy. Yeah, maybe that's that's a great story. That is a great story. Did I ever tell you that I I'm pretty sure, like pretty certain that I've eaten dog before? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, where? I was in Vanuatu, and we okay. went to this village, and they served us up. It makes sense. They served us up this, and uh, you know, in and here's another reason why I don't like dogs. I see th- I see them as like this kind of epitome of like just white western bizarre behavior that we would just like champion one animal and just make them like our whole seemingly a whole world obsessed with this creature and the whole world couldn't care less like if you go to a third world country um and i've been to i've been to a few like dogs are, are no higher up in stature than any other animal yeah there's so they just couldn't couldn't care less they're not man's best friend. They're not man's best friend, and 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 I'm not I'm not one to assume that the Western culture is the right culture. You know, if they, you know, I've never been like, oh, that's so wrong. What people do to dogs in other countries, like eat them or not, you know, pet them or whatever. They're um, wild animals. Mm. Well, we've domesticated ours. Sure. And uh, yeah, I think we were at this community. But who's to say? Who's to say we can't domesticate them? Oh, no one. No one's to say it. But <laughs> I just see it as white, like really lame or something, like yeah. to, to keep a pet. Okay. And um and not that I'm not white, because I am. Yeah. But you know, I get I get embarrassed, you know. Yeah. I get embarrassed like anyone else. And Oh yeah. You know, the one thing that I can't get behind is just dog grooming, you know. Yeah. Where they just shave them and they they kinda you know, it's like it goes they have to match their dog with their hedges, you know, they have to fucking groom groom their hedges into a giraffe and then, you know, their dog has to have some some people and I'm gonna offend some of my friends here. Okay. But some people talk to their dog and about their dog like they're real children. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit off. But I mean <coughs> If that's what they need for, you know, if that's what keeps them sane, you know. Mm. So I was in this Vanuatu um, community <laughs> and they they were nice enough to give us some lunch. Mm. And there was this meat. None of us could figure out what it was. Like None of us had, like, seen anything like it before. And we are just like, it's not chicken, it's not beef, it's not pork. And there's not a whole lot of poultry around, but there's plenty of dogs. And it just was like, ooh, I think we may have eaten dog. <laughs> and you don't know which part either. Nah, it was like nothing you've ever seen before. Oh man, that's that's rough, man. But you know, if you go on, if you go on, like you know, if you want to come up to me and ask me, like, oh, what does dog taste like? You know, it's it's not good actually. It's not good. No, nah, I wouldn't recommend it at all. I had a friend 
that ordered something off just a random Chinese takeaway. And the word, I can't remember what the word was, but I don't know. For shizzle? For shizzle. For shizzle. I think it was close to for shizzle. Okay. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll try some for shizzle. And then him and a friend tried it as well. He gave it to her. Mm. And they looked it up. And I think it was horse penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he said um, he said it didn't taste bad. Oh. Well. Like like it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I'll take it back then. I think, uh, yeah, I think I would try a horse penis... If I didn't know it was horse penis, mm. I mean, anyone would. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't feel bad about it. No, you wouldn't feel... Yeah, that's the thing. I don't feel morally apprehensible about eating dog. Mm. And, um, you know, I've, I've brought it up more than once and have been... You're alive. You don't have a disease. No, but the, you know, people, they go, oh, I would never, ever eat dog. Ever. Eat it. And it's like, well, you'll eat a lot of stuff. Why not? People eat like crocodiles, and we're the only country in the world that eats our national animal. We'll eat kangaroo here. Do you know that? Oh yeah. No other no other country in the world eats their national animal except for Australia. Actually, yeah. All right. Because they're normally seen as quite sacred. Yeah. Okay. We should make Australia should just make their national animal dog. Then they're going to treat them so you know, <laughs> yeah. high and mighty. Just pick the one that you don't eat. Just pick a, a mul- uh, on our crest an emu and a Maltese terrier. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do Aboriginals eat kangaroo? Yeah, I would if I was Aboriginal. Thing. Yeah, no, but but do you know if they do or no? Surely. Oh, look, I don't know. Okay, but almost just off the cuff. There's no way they wouldn't. They are delicious. Okay. Next thought. Okay. Mirrors with Snapchat filters. Ooh. So. The idea here is basically, well, it's it's not a mirror. Mm. It's a screen. Is this an invention? It's an invention, Invention yeah. idea, okay. It's a screen. Mm-hmm. And so there's this technology that's coming out in phones. Mm. It's already out where the camera can actually go through the screen. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but so my proposed idea mm. is to have the camera following the person mm. because if you look at a mirror it's actually directly yeah uh you know like a right angle to where you are yeah 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 or per- perpendicular or yeah um so the camera would have to follow you mm-hmm. and 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 obviously if you got close up and you looked there'd be some limitations to this mirror sure but uh, what I propose is that it could give you, it, it could cure body dysmorphia. Yeah. Or it could give you body dysmorphia. Yes. Or it could just give you confidence. Say if you're a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit too too big around the waist and you wanted to, you know, slim it down. Yep, you could you could get the filter. You could literally just look like Superman if you want. Yeah, I um, think there are legitimate uses for this. I don't think this this sounds like a, a like a yeah. You're right. A potentially just really good way to build confidence, or in the wrong use, lots more body dysmorphia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's like it could be either really good or bad. If the person didn't know mm. that this is what what it was, yeah. If you put it in a you know. In a oh, mental yeah. hospital. Yeah. And you told him it's a mirror. Yeah. And that's what they suffered from. Yeah. I don't know. It could work. <laughs> what, wait, are you, if in the men, someone's in the mental hospital with body dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it gets that serious, but. So, like, people in, like, straight jackets with body dysmorphia. <laughs> Yeah. No, look, sometimes, you're right, sometimes I'll go to the mirror and I, I know I'm going to look like hell. And I, if I could just spare myself the pain, that would be nice. Yeah. Like, you know those toilets where um, like the, the there's a mirror in the toilet facing directly at you? 
Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to look at myself while I'm doing a poo right now. Like, this isn't... <laughs> <laughs> this is, if we could put a filter on right now, oh, like... Dude. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little bit degrading. It hey? is degrading. <laughs> if we could get a no poo Snapchat filter on the mirror, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just you sitting there pondering, like or reading a newspaper. Yeah, on it. I'll look up and I'm yeah, on an I'm old reading a book, locomotive or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, well, just the Himalayas are just the wind in my hair, in the background. Not just sitting there with like tired eyes while I'm tensing my butt cheeks. <laughs> If I could not look at that, that'd be nice. Oh, but it reminds and it reminds me of uh, you know when you go out, you, you don't strike me as a partier. No, I'm not a big time partier. But you have been clubbing. Yes. Do you find that you just look good in the mirrors? Yeah. And in, in the toilets, it's like the lighting. They use warm lighting or or some. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I haven't found that actually, honestly. Oh, you haven't? No, but there are mirrors that I do like. I really enjoy my reflection in um, a car car window. Okay. Are you? Do you also think that? Uh, I mean, I don't... Well, maybe it's because it's... Is it because it's faint? It's like quite faint. <laughs> <laughs> are you calling yourself ugly or something? No, 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 no. I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I like it. I like the... Uh, I don't know. I just like it. About to open the door and you catch a reflection. In that, for some reason, in my car right. mirror, I, I like that reflection. It could be because it's a little bit warped. So yeah. it gives it a little bit of a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. just does it for me for some reason. Okay. What else? Another reflection I like is the um, when you're on a bus at night time and you see your reflection in, in the... In that window. I just like... That is cool. I like... That is cool, yeah. I like my reflection in windows. In transit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the window reflection does it for me. Nice. Well, are you finished yours? I've got one more. You got one more? Yes. Okay, so I I um I used to be really into and I think I'm pretty sure you're into this. But personality tests. Yeah. You you are you into personality tests at all, Henry? My wife is. Mm. And I've felt mixed feelings about them. Yeah. So if you if you're like, oh, what's a personality test? Like stuff like um, like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or even like star signs to a degree. I know star signs like are a bit like a pseudoscience or whatever, but like they kind of encapsulate more than just personality. But it's still like a personality test in my opinion. Mm. Not so much a test. because You just go by what day you were born. <laughs> but um, these tests that like are meant to you answer these questions and they put you into this, um, you know, paradigm like you're of this personality type and then from that it gives you like this bio of like what these other people who have this same personality type are like mm. and the idea is it's like a lot of um, businesses use them like in a professional sense the idea is to be able to understand yourself better and understand others better and how other people function mm. and if you can understand yourself better then you'll grow and if you can understand other people better well then you can use them more beneficially in business to be more effective or just get along better, hopefully. Mm. And um, I've just got issues with it. Okay. What are your issues? Well, for starters, I wonder how... It's it's like, how true could it possibly be, any personality test? To me, it's impossible to prove that it's true, but it's impossible to prove that it's not true as well. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, no. So, like, I could go, um, you know, say I, I list out these these types and I say there's three types and you're and I'm like, hey, you fit into one of these types and you do the test and it turns out you fit in, like, type three. Mm. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I really relate to that. And then I go, um, oh, well, you might be, like, a mix between type one and type three or whatever. And then that kind of... You know, that kind of fixes it for you. It's like, oh, okay, that kind of works. Yeah. But, like, is any of it true? Like, can I say that this is <coughs> definitively fact, that there are these personality types and that we all fit into one of them? Well, I think the, the thing that makes them up um, is true. It's mm. like introversion, extroversion. Mm. That's true. 
This but is like the Myers Briggs one. We're all yeah, yeah. That's the one that I know well. Yeah. I don't know the, yeah. the 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 Enneagram one. In intuition sensing, yeah. Yeah. Intuition sensing. Like it's and it's all a scale. That's that's the way I think it's dangerous to name yourself one particular thing. I agree. Because I feel like I'm I'm extroverted yes. sometimes. Yes. I'm probably more often introverted. Mm. That makes me an I. Mm. But it doesn't say, you know, it's like it's like reading a compass north north west or north north east is different to north east or north north east. That's so true. So it's, yeah. And so here's my real issue with it. So I could you know, with a little bit of knowledge about, you know, a certain personality test and having, like, known you for a little bit, I could probably, with a fair guess, like, guess what type you are and get kind of close. What do you guess? For you? Like, going by Myers-Briggs? Uh, let's just go, I... I... What is it? I... I'm going to go, I... N F J. Yeah. Did I get it? There you go. And like, and now that I've said that, I have all this information in my head that like can describe to someone else what you're like. Yeah. So now I think I know something about you. I know that Hitler had the same personality test as that. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I know it's a very rare personality. So it's like, I know now that you're quite, you know, maybe a very, you know, one of a kind kind of guy. Well, this is quite yeah. rare. You know what I mean? And now I know all this yeah. stuff, but maybe I know some bad things too. Maybe you're, you know, a hothead, hot tempered. You know, maybe you're quick to anger, mm. probably passionate. You know, and like, I mean, you're getting offended right now listening. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I have no right to know that. And then yeah. make a judgment on you. Like, yeah. what, what would you say I am? E. E N. But I don't know. You could be S as well. Mm. Uh, and then T. And then P. Okay, sure. That's exactly it. You got it. ENTP. ENTP. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, um, and now I'm sure you could say something about that. And I happen to know that my personality te- like type in Myers-Briggs, all they want to do is debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're the arguing one. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. And, uh, you know, for me, that's quite true. Oh, but I don't, <laughs> you feel... I, yeah, but I don't want to be... You feel targeted. I don't want to be summarised. By Myers. You, you read a Myers-Briggs bio and that's all it says is this person loves to argue. And, it, like, for me, it's like a... It's it, reductive. It's like, yeah, it is. It is a little bit. And it's like, okay, you know... Um, yeah, if we line up all the INFJs and all the INTPs yeah. in the world, mm. you're vastly different from them. Yeah, exactly. And so, but and so then here's another. So I've done some research into are there any dangers of these, and what, there actually is one that's a legitimate concern. Okay. And so if you say you're say you're 15 years old, and you do a personality test, you know. You know, let, let's not even use Myers Briggs. Let's just say any test, and you're filling out the questions, and you don't really know who you are, not very well. Yeah, you might have some idea, but not a great idea. You're filling out the test based on what you think the test should be, or what you think the right answer should be, or who you would like to be like. Mm. You get the test back, and it gives you something that's probably wrong. You now have it in your head. That, oh yeah, I'm like this. And you're going to live your whole life doing what you can to validate that as true. Yeah. When you may have actually mistyped yourself. Yeah. And yeah, you'll, that's you'll live your whole life with this skew-if opinion of yourself. That is a danger. But I think, I mean, I don't think that person exists. Can I say that? I reckon, I reckon I've mistyped myself before on these tests. Right. I've like gone through and written out not necessarily what I am, but what I wish I was or would like to be. But I think, I think eventually you come around to what you actually are. Yes. I don't know because, and, and me too. 
I got ISTP the first time I did it, mm. which is known as the mechanic. Mm. And so two of maybe the most important ones, mm. S and T over F, I feel more, I don't know, but but that's the thing. I feel more than I think. What? No. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it, it just sounds, or what, you think more than you feel? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a messy one. Where I've you, landed with it is like, um, so someone suggested that you shouldn't do a test like this until you're 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just wait until you're, you know, sort of developed in your ways. Yeah. And then do it honestly then. And you know yourself a little bit more. You'll know it and you'll get a better result. And if you if you get a result that you don't agree with, then you can just disregard it. Just whatever. But I think like for me, um, like I don't wanna I don't run around telling people what my personality types are. Because mm. I don't want them to know. You yeah. Know? You know, that's uh that's private. And it's not because I um yeah, I'm an overly private person. I just don't want to be immediately judged or have people think they know anything about me. Well, hey, you've uh, told it to everyone listening now. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, they'll probably be like, "Oh, that's such an ENTP thing to say." <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. imagine. So I knew a guy right who who was really into this particular personality test, and this personality test was all about growth, and the idea of it was that. Going by your personality test, it was going to single out, based on your personality test, or what your probably your biggest problem is to tackle, mm. right? Mm. And so your tackle might be like, or your problem might be laziness or deceit or or um, um, pride or you know, selfishness or you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he he mistyped, he got the wrong one, but he he spent like four or five years really working on himself in this particular area based on what the personality test said. And it wasn't even his type. It was like five years later that he redid the test and was like, oh, no, actually, I'm not this. I, I'm this now. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that it was like that was a waste of time or something. Mm. But it's like he really got down on himself and like about this part, this aspect of his life that wasn't even necessarily true. He put his trust in this system or this way of yeah yeah and and that's something that he did yeah that's on him he did do that <laughs> true why am i getting worked up about it <laughs> that's his bad that's his bad yeah <laughs> um cool uh well um i'll share a couple of haikus or okay. poems okay with yes. you. Right, I'm glad that you give me warning before the poem this week. <laughs> uh, okay, so so I've got my poet brain on now. I've got my thinking and yeah. reflective, artistic brain working. Goat slide dormant. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, sorry, dude. Sorry, go. Okay, yes. Okay, right brain on. Goat slide dormant, waiting for the early summer haze to lift. <laughs> A keen whistle in the distance cuts the shift from night to day. The whistle, a keen whistle, yeah, in the distance, yeah. cuts the shift from night to day, mm. like a rooster. No, no, oh. the whistle, whistle from the farmer. Oh, okay. Well, I imagine it as a farmer, <whistles> you know, okay. getting, uh, getting his dogs ready, you know, yeah. all the little. Did you write this? Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Goats lie dormant. So dormant, I like the word dormant. Yeah. Anyways, um, waiting for the summer haze to lift. Mm. So there's a there's a there's a haze in the morning. Yeah. There's Is this like a coastal farm, like a farm on a hill or something? Uh, yeah, close to the coast. Okay. Yeah. Maybe ten kilometers from the coast. Sure. Oh, no, five. Okay. Maybe three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I just like I just like this keen whistle, a mm. keen. Mm. And then also I like this is me just liking my own poem. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the Obama giving himself a medal meme would be relevant here. Yeah. <laughs> but then cuts 
the keen whistle cuts. Mm. I like that, like sound cutting something. Yeah, and cutting something that is. It's it's like the line between night and day. Cutting is that almost like a um like an editing term like a, like a cut. Um, no, I, I imagine it as like a literal like guillotine Okay, going down on paper. Like a, almost like an editor cutting film in half, you know, cutting it. Oh yeah. Reassembling yeah. it back together. Yeah. Not on Premiere Pro. No. Not on the Adobe Suite. Not on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, I really like your poem. It, it reminds me of that moment in the morning where it's like, okay, next episode or that new New chapter, new. Yeah. The old day was yesterday and today's the new day. Yeah, for sure. Separates. But there's, there's maybe a 30-second period yeah. where that shift happens Yeah, and it in the early morning. And it hasn't happened yet. It's it's neither yesterday or today. No, I'm, it's talking about that moment. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's right in the middle of that 30-second period. Um. I feel that moment when I'm in bed in the morning and I know that I've woken up before my alarm. So the day hasn't technically started yet. Oh, and yeah. I'm just, I'm in bed and I'm, and I'm not sleepy, which is nice. And I can just enjoy kind of an, a, a nothing moment. It's almost like I don't exist. It's Yeah, it's like time. Well, time doesn't really yeah. exist in that moment. It feels no, like it does. It do- but it feels like it doesn't for a moment. That's nice. Yeah. It's super nice. Super nice. Super nice. <laughs> Next poem. Next poem. Oh yeah, the when you witness the street lights go on at night. Mm-hmm. I've only I've only witnessed that maybe under five times maybe in my life. What? Maybe ten. Yeah. You know, have you what? Where you're looking up and then you see the street lights come on. Yeah, every day when I was a kid. What? Didn't you have? Ooh, didn't you have, you know, come home when the street lights come on growing up? No. You didn't? That was the rule for us. It was you you would play out in the street and then when the street lights would come on, that's when you knew it was time to go home. And you would look and you would see the street lights come on. Well, yeah. Because there wasn't just one there was, you know, the street lights everywhere and you would run around the street and, you know, you'd always see one of them turn on. Like, I wasn't, like, looking directly upwards. It'd be like, you'd see it, you know, however far away in the distance, one of them. Okay, but I'm I'm saying you, you're looking directly at a streetlight. Right. And then it turns on. Okay. So all, all my examples don't count. <laughs> no, don't no. Count. No, what they is, half count. What is with the streetlight haikus? <laughs> we have one last oh, week yeah, as well. True. true. No, it's no. just that. It's the shift. That's the same thing, isn't it? That's the, yeah, it's that's the shift the keen from whistle. day to night. That's the keen whistle. That yeah. is the keen whistle, yeah. The the street lights coming on, for me, are the best indicator of the day's been over. Yeah. Because that's my memory as a kid going, okay, playtime is now over. And that means I have to go home and have a bath and have a shower. Is or that a negative thing? For me, it was kind of sad. I was like, oh. Yeah. We're probably playing cricket. The end of fun. Yeah, we're playing cricket in the cul-de-sac or maybe riding our scooters around or something. Ah, man. And then the streetlights come on. You have to flip and shower. It's hilarious, though, because your stupid idiot kid brain can't just figure out that the sun's going down. Yeah. It's not enough to be like, oh, yeah, the sun's going down. I might go home. Like, the (laughs) streetlight has to turn on to tell you before you actually figure it out. But maybe it's adjusted to, like, daylight savings. I wonder if they are. I think they were. Because I grew up in Tweed, and, yeah, some... Parts of the year that streetlights t- seem to turn on way too early. Mm. Like it was like the sun was in the middle of the sky and the streetlights were on too. And she was like, oh, <laughs> come on. We all need glasses out. Sunny's to cope yeah. with the streetlights being on at this time. Not with the sun, but the. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Last poem. Okay. And this is one that I wrote earlier. Okay. Today. Really? Okay. Yeah. A slow flame num nums. <laughs> Before you were like, come on, man, be serious. I'm about to tell you a poem. Yeah. You can't even get through this one. <laughs> no, okay. A slow flame num nums. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I replaced um, burns with num nums. You know? Like, 
a flame num num like numbing num num. It's eating the, the the fuel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, a slow flame num num screwed through tightly spun webs. Okay, yeah, eating through webs. Um, the blatant disregard for miniature life follows the torch bearing giant only for a moment, as his concern. Is exponentially more important. A cursed crystal monkey skull. <laughs> say it, say it again from the beginning. Okay. Okay, no laughing on the num nums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A slow flame num nums through tightly spun webs. <laughs> the blatant disregard for miniature life follows the torch bearing giant oh only for a moment. Okay. As his concern is exponentially more important. A cursed crystal monkey skull. Wow. Is this is this like Indiana Jones 4? What is this? Yeah. Well, I was I just got a vision of a flame burning through something thin, right? Yeah. And then I thought, what is thin? Mm. Okay? Yeah. And then I thought of webs. Mm. And then and then I thought, where would a web burn? In a in a tomb. In the where the monkey skull is kept. Mm. Yeah. And then I thought, what a like how how we just yesterday, just yesterday, yeah. an ant climbed on my arm yeah. and bit me. Yeah. And I just It num numbed your arm. Yeah. It, it was just straight num numbing my arm. And I just squeezed it. I just, hey, I don't want you there no more. Yeah. I'll squeeze you because you're small. But then we maybe go up to mice Mm. and we feel a little bit killing a mouse. That might be a bit mean. Yeah. It might be a little bit mean, but you're eating my cheese and I don't like you. That's right. Snap. Snap. Go up to a rabbit. Uh, It's getting a little harder now. Getting a little bit harder, but still, you're there's thousands of you, and I'm there's hungry. millions of you, and I'm hungry. You're hungry. Uh, thank you for your life. I'll eat you. Yeah. Uh, go up to maybe an antelope. Yep. You maybe. Now, you I, know. now I feel terrible. Well, or you just you feel like you have to give some uh, gravity to it. Or you know you have to. Yeah, I got I got to at least close its eyelids or something. Yeah, yeah, or just a, and close you, close your eyes as well, and maybe yeah. pray we'll a little bit. And we'll both we'll both experience it together. Yeah, and then and then go up to people killing rhinos and elephants. Mm. No, dude, don't do that. It's too big. Way too big. What's to say that ant's life isn't worth the elephant's life? Yeah. Is it just size? Is yeah. it size? I think so. I think it's size. It's like when you're talking about the antelope, I if I was going to eat the antelope, I don't think I'd feel bad at all. Like, hell yeah, that's that's lunch. But you're not going to eat that ant, are you? No. So you've just killed it for no reason. Well, you, for the reason, stop biting me. Right, okay. Well, if it if it hadn't bit you, would you feel bad? I would probably blow it off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it was like a revenge if, kill. If it was just yeah, if it was just lightly gliding on my arm here. Yeah. I'd just be like, get off. But since you bit me, boy, <laughs> I'm gonna end you. It's like there are some things. Yeah. It's like it's the purpose. I think I think everyone feels a little bad. I mean, I'm not gonna say everyone, but. Most people feel pretty bad for uh, killing an animal pointlessly. Mm. You know, like an ant, even an ant. But I think, like... Yeah, you do feel a little bit of guilt, hey. Like, oh, You're like, oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dead ant. But, like... Sorry, but then I'm going to think about what I was thinking about before it, and, and it not depends remember on, your life. It depends on the mode of which you, you squish. Because mm. if I'm, like, squish one ant on my hand... I'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. But if there's like an ant hill and there's a trail of ants in my house, I'll get the deter- like the spray and just spray Nuke them thousands all. of ants and feel nothing. Yeah, yeah. 
you almost take it personally. Like, guys, this is my house. This is where I live. This is offensive. And it's fair. It's like, this is my little square feet of house. You have the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, you stay out there. Yeah. And we make movies like Godzilla. And, you know, we we make the the big thing evil. Mm. We're the big thing. We are the big thing. We, um, we we would do exactly the same, if not more. I think there's little ant movies they make about us, yeah. and we're we're we're, we're evil. Godzilla. We're Godzilla, and what a beautiful thing you've said. Because did you know that Godzilla is actually, um, you know, the the narrative is about this giant lizard that comes out of the ocean, and you know tramples um, Tokyo or Hiroshima or wherever it is that he goes. The implicit narrative of that movie is that it's an allegory for the atomic bomb that hit Japan. Oh. Do you realize this? So Godzilla is is a symbol of the atomic missile. Okay. Which is us again. We're the atomic missile because right. humanity made it. So we are Godzilla again. That's so. Next time you squeeze it in, that's an atomic bomb on. That's Hiroshima. That's Hiroshima all over, again. all over again. You you big, big <laughs> monster. <laughs> all right. End it there? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Good episode. You like that one? Yeah.